hello, hello everybody and welcome to Love Unlocks Live Sessions. I'm Heinz Winkler and this is brought to you by our ministry called Love Key. And the whole heart behind Love Key is to share the love of God with as many people as possible and to show them that salvation, the key to salvation is the revelation of God's love. And the key to living the life that He has for us is, is loving Him back. And the way we love Him back is by building relationship with Him and doing life the way that He has, he has, he has told us in His Word. And that's where it comes from. So, Love Key, our mission is to, to spread the good news of Christ and with a specific focus on families, seeing that families get whole, families get, um, get in touch with God, have encounters with Him. And we do that through hosting weekends of inspiration where we lead people in worship, share the Word of God, and see how families encounter God individually as a whole. So thank you so much for, for joining us today. Um, if you want to check out uh, the Love Key vid uh, um, page, sorry, <laughs> if you want to check out the Love Key page, you can go to lovekeymission.com and you can see more about that. But uh, without any further ado, I would like to introduce our very first guest. He is a young, dynamic evangelist all the way from Mossel Bay, uh, who's had a powerful encounter with God at a young age. And uh, when he felt led one day to share the message that God has put on his heart, he took to the social media, media pages and basically became uh, a viral success in a very short amount of time. And since then has has made huge strides in sharing the gospel around South Africa and I think in some other countries as well. Uh, so please welcome on this platform today, Mr. Johan de Potgieter. Hello, Hello Hans. Good to be with you. Uh, thank you so much for the invitation and uh, I'm excited to see what God is going to do through this platform. Thank you so much for this initiative. Uh, thank you for being here, bro. I really appreciate it so much. And um, let me just almost start in line here. Okay. So I'm also the technical guy today. There you go. <laughs> now we're all up and they see us both. And uh, yeah, great. All right. So first of all, tell me, how's it going? It's, um, I'm a new dad. Uh, my baby boy is uh, a month old. I think tomorrow is a month old. So wow. I've, I've, I've been just enjoying uh, new in my life. Um, with the lockdown, I've uh, lo loads of time with my wife and my baby boy. And so um, the lockdown is not too bad for me because of the time I have with them. But yeah, it's going good. The Lord is good. I'm excited to see how God is going to move um, in this season and time. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for, for being here today. I really appreciate it. Um, ek weet, Johandre, jy, jy bedien hoofsakelijk in, in Afrikaans. Jy is nie beperkt door dit nie, maar ek weet, dit is uh, wat jy meestal doen. So ek gaan vir jou, ek wil, ek wil begin met een beetje van een ijsbreker vandag. En uh, laat die mense wat ook nie vir jou ken nie, jou kan vinnig leer ken, so paar interessantere van jou kan leer ken, en dan gaan ons een bykie jou story hoor. Uh, for those who have no idea what Afrikaans is or understand it, um, I just said to him quickly, we're going to ask him a few quick questions so that you guys can get to know him better. Alright, so, eerste vraag hier, een ongemakkelijk ene, hoe oud is jy? Ek uh, is 25 jaar oud. Moes jy eerst dink uh, ook, like het my. Ek word, word uh, maandag word ek 26. So oh denk, wow! Uh, ja, so ek is 25 jaar oud. Um, Jeesie, wel, so, ja. van, uh, van allemaal hier by, by Love Unlocks en Love Key, baie geluk met jou verjaarsdag nou al. Baie, baie lankie, Heinz, waardeer het. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Alright, uh, hoe lang 
het jy en jou vrou Samantha uitgegaan, voordat jy al gevraad om te trouw? Yes, ons het uh, begin uitgaan in augustus 2013 en het daar in ek denk ek het al die jaar daarna gevraad om te trouw, ek het al in 2014 gevraad om te trouw, ons het al in die jaar in een bykie saam geweest ook al gevraad om te trouw, ja, maar ons is lang verloor, um, ek het bykie lang gevat om te trouw, tot trouw te kom, um, maar, uh, maar prijs die heren, ons is getrouwd, awesome. <laughs> so ja, ja, great, uh, wat, doen jy enige vorm van sport of oefening, en indien wel, wat? Um, my leven is vrek bezig, um, maar ek probeer nou en dan by die uitkom, so ek denk, dit is die naaste wat ek kom, um, okay. en dan, uh, my boetie, my boetie is een professionele rugby speel, ek denk die naast, recht is om, om vir hom uit te wat hy speel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exercising vicariously through your brother, alright. <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> alright, um, het jy, uh, do you, do you have a favorite Bible scripture? Yeah, there's loads of uh, awesome scriptures, and uh, I feel like I'm not able to choose one. But if I, as an evangelist, I'm a preacher of the gospel, and I, so I'd say John three sixteen, the gospel in a nutshell, is such a powerful verse. Uh, when I grew up, I always heard John three sixteen, and it, it irritated me a bit to hear this this verse over and over because I thought it was so sim- simplistic. But when I had a revelation of what that verse means, that that is the, the heart of God demonstrated to the, to the, to the earth, um, I started falling in love with that verse more and more. And so I will not preach a sermon without quoting John 3.16, for God to love the world. So I, I think if I need to choose one, I'll probably go with that one. Awesome. I, I totally agree with you. And it's, it's also because this is love unlocks. That's, uh, that's the main scripture for this whole thing as well. Awesome. Um, I should have known to to maybe ask you that question last because uh, out of the fun questions because you immediately went into preaching mode. I like it. Uh, so, but a few more fun questions. Uh, what is your dream car? If you could buy, go out and buy any car. What kind of car would you like to have? Uh, well, as I, well, I'm now a family man. I, I think if you asked me that question about uh, three months ago, I'd probably say um, I'd like that uh, um, Land Rover. I like cars. People. Oh wow. Um, or, or just, uh, I'm a normal guy, a Toyota Hilux Bucky. It's beautiful t- uh, to me. But now I have children, well, t- a child and a wife, not children yet. I'd probably, I'm, I'm thinking about buying a Fortune, a Toyota Fortune now, um, for the safety and just, uh, com- you know, it's comfortable for the family and traveling. And- that makes sense. I like that. What color, yeah. though? That's the important thing. I'm a plain white, so I'll go white. Oh, okay. I like yeah. that. All right, so uh, please share with our with our with our listeners and us your if you would if you would if you don't want to it's yeah. good, your most embarrassing moment and it was a stage that we prefer. Uh, I was uh, preaching in Montaigne. We had a, a evangelistic event in 2018 in the month of June, and so uh, uh, in the build up <laughs> in the build up of this uh, event uh, we had a mic problem. So my mic broke. I don't know what happened to the mic. And so the, the, the earpiece broke off, so we needed to tape it to my face. And so while I was preaching, I get all excited when I'm, when I'm preaching. And I was, while I was preaching, the, the, the tape uh, got loose and the mic, you know, stabbed me right into the nose. <laughs> and so I was preaching with my mic in my nose. No! And so that was quite, that was horrible. And, and oh, then nose. I wanted to sneeze. That's so I terrible. needed to recover quickly. And I was oh, on the man. peak of the message almost ready to make the invitation for people to make a commitment to Christ and then bam into my nose and mic. so that was quite embarrassing on the stage <laughs> that is crazy oh uh, man 
Oh, that is a good one. And that I, is a good one. And I, 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 I saw, I saw the, they didn't want to, but I, a few, a few people enjoyed to watch my mic and my. Keeping it real, man. Keeping it real. I've got a, got a few of those as well. And then, and then the last fun question, get to know your question. What is, what is your biggest, craziest life dream? Something that, you know, if you, if you, you wake up at night or you actually dream this physically, or it's like your biggest daydream. Something that you would like to see happen in, in your lifetime, with your life, with your family, whatever. What is your biggest crazy dream? I think um, if you asked me the question a few years ago, I would say to build the biggest to the world team. Um, that's my dream because I eat, give, sleep, ministry, and the gospel. And so, but but I think now, um, you know, faithful to the call of God upon my life, my dream, faithful and what I have. Um, um, of my ability. I think um, my biggest dream is to be faithful of God and very, very big. Um, um, with, uh, I would something specific, uh, but that's faded away, and, and so the call of um, is my best focus and uh, dream to, upon my life. Beautiful. That's amazing. Well done, man. All right, so you've already kind of went there, so I, I, we can just continue. Um, before we do, I just want to just want to pray with you and, and uh, with our guests as Amen. well and uh, and just dedicate this time to God. Amen. Now, Lord Amen. Jesus, we thank you that, that we can do this today, that we can talk about how you your love has impacted our lives. We Amen. thank you that you blessed this time together. I thank you that you lead me and Johandre as we share and talk, that it will only be yes, to Lord. the glory of you and your word and uh, that every life that is tuning in, listening, will be touched Amen. by your Holy Spirit. We pray that yes, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right. So I, I read in your bio that your, even before your birth or while your mom was pregnant with you, that she received an, a, a prophetic word about you and, mm -hmm. and also that you had an amazing encounter with God as a boy. Uh, I was I was wondering if you can maybe share more about those two things with us mm. and uh, and bring us into your story. Um, so mom uh, couldn't get it. Uh, she told the story when I was uh, you know much older. But my as I understand, mom couldn't get pregnant, and uh, my my dad and my mom was married for about three years, uh, and then a, a pastor friend of her uh, was at their at our home, um, and they prophesied uh, to her that in a year's time from now you will have a son. Um, I think she said that uh, Samuel, it will be like a Samuel to his generation. And so, yeah, a year later I was born and, uh, and yeah, so that was a, that was a big uh, miracle for my family because my mom thought she, she will have, will never have any children. So I was born and uh, I think my mom did uh, quite a good job raising me. I, I, she raised us in church. She raised us with the Bible. Uh, my presence was all all biblical things. I got videos of the Bible, Bible stories. I got you know uh, uh, child, you know children Bibles, and so everything uh, about my upbringing was focused on the gospel. Was focused on the Word of God, and uh, so. But as time, uh, you know, time went, uh, we we uh, moved a lot because of my dad's work, and uh, so we get, didn't go to church as often. So that uh, uh, word over my life and that prophecy uh, looked a little bit of, uh, you know, as if it was fading away. And so, but we moved back to Mosul Bay and we get, got back to our church at that time. And then the, suddenly there was a, a fire that was a real. 13 years old, but I had this compassion for people. I had this for the church. I had, 
you know, a love for people. And so we started going to church again. But I believed that I was a Christian based on my mom's faith, based on my grandma's faith, based on the church I went to. And so um, when I was about uh, 16 years old, almost old, some bad stuff happened um, in our family. And so um, I wanted to commit suicide, went wrong, and think about uh, oh. giving somebody the novel. And uh, I felt as a senior, everything was away from I was fighting with it, and I was asking, why is this stuff happening to us? Sure. Um, we are trying to be fully. Mm. And uh, then I went to commit suicide at the age of 17. Then I had a supernatural encounter with um, it became real to me. I, 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 um, um, in Afrikaans, we always say that I can ken op maar nou ken ek om van And it became a reality to me. And I, um, he said to me that I put my hand in his hand and look to and not look to church or a certain nation or organization. He will use my story for his glory. And so I, I, I threw myself upon him, and he changed my life. He restored me. He made me new. He healed me. And so he did everything he said he would do. I was in a very legalistic church. Um, so I thought because I'm, I'm doing all this, you know, religious works, praying a lot, um, fasting a lot, wearing a tie, um, doing all the work that was uh, required of me, I thought I was saved. I, was, I thought I was pleasing God. And the moment I had an encounter with that changed everything. I, I had a revelation of the love of God. Um, and uh, that changed me and set on fire in that moment with that encounter um, to take the gospel to the earth and, and spe- specifically the hope of the hope of Jesus because I was hopeless. I felt um, I was being looked at the church didn't reach me. I had no support whatsoever. And so I felt alone. I felt I was drowning in my as a 17 year old boy. And uh, I had an encounter that my life that changed that set me on fire uh, for people and, and now one mission in life is to be a faithful gospel to preach it to all creatures and to take it to the end of the and hopefully share hope with people wow that that is incredible that is incredible God is indeed so amazing I love that story that is so powerful um, so, and see that that's what I'm calling love unlocks because when you encountered God's love your true identity your true identity the calling they had for you, all that was unlocked in that moment. And, and, I, and I, I think in this time, you know, we keep bringing the words lockdown, lockdown. You, 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 and I, I went to see where, what the origin of that word is. It actually, it was, it's a new word that was created in America in the prison systems. And uh, wow. the guy would riot in prisons. They, they would call lockdown to lock everyone down. And I, and I mm, thought that's mm, quite ironic no. because when you go to prison, they say, we lock you up. <laughs> so you're locked up then you get locked down if you get out of line. Um, but there's this negative connotation, you know, that, that you, we mm. literally are prisoners in a way. And, mm. and I think what's so powerful about God's love, that no matter where you are spiritually, psychologically, or physically, he is the one that sets you, f- if he sets you free, you are free indeed. And I mean, come on. that for me is so, so powerful. And, and I can hear that from your story and know from my own story, that is this as well. Um, yeah. So just on that note, how have you been experiencing this lockdown period? And, and what would you say to South Africans at this time? What is on your heart for, for the nation? Um, mm. You can speak Afrikaans or English. It doesn't really matter. Whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah. I was uh, 
sort of lockdown bring about it. Um, I am a I'm a go getter. I like people, so the lockdown for me in essence is frustrating because <laughs> I want to be around people, and suddenly I'm I'm you know in my home, and the only thing I have to do is bribe, bribe, <laughs> and so. I was praying about lockdown because I read countless of messages from all over the world um, about, especially South Africa, about what God is doing, the seed and why is this happening, what is God doing. And uh, I went um, to the Lord and I started praying and I asked the Lord for a word specifically for me, but also for people that asked me that, that specific question. And so uh, while I was praying, the Lord revealed something to me uh, about David. Now, it, it took me to the Gospels. The Bible says, I think it's in the book of Matthew where uh, it, it, Jesus tells the disciples that your left hand shouldn't know what your right hand is do, doing. Then he says that whatever you do in secret will be revealed in public. And then uh, two verses onwards, the Bible says where Jesus is teaching the disciples about prayer. And he says that go into your room and close the door and pray uh, to God in secret. And he who sees in secret will reveal you uh, or, or, or reward you in, in public. And so I saw, saw a connotation between the private and the public uh, platform and then uh, um, the, the, Lord, the, the, the spirit of the Lord took me to the story of, of David and the Lord I, I, I was meditating on that story and the, the Bible says that David was in the field he was a shepherd boy um, tending to his father's sheep the Bible says he was very you know diligent in his job he did it well the Bible says when a lion came he killed the lion when the bear came he killed the bear and, and David had victories that nobody saw he had in the private place he had, he had victories in the obscure place and and there came a time where when when you know um, David went to you know take food brothers when they were free, um, and the Goliath moment happened and David heard that uh, the giant is in, you know Israel and God and he, so he said he will fight he will fight um, this and people were astonished by the confidence of this young man but they did not know while that David was in the field when nobody saw him, when he was in obscurity, when he was in the private, in the private season of his life, God downloaded strategies in his life how to succeed and to overcome. He overcome the bear and he overcome the lion. He overcomes, um, you know, everything that was thrown into his uh, direction in that secret uh, season of his life. And when the public fight came, um, David walked um, with confidence and he told him, the Lord will give my hand. The Lord give lieth in David's hand. So he had a private victory, but people, people tend to look at private, uh, public victories but they neglect the uh, um, private victories, and I want to make a, I want to make a statement, and I want to tell you that you will never uh, be victorious in in the public before you are victorious in private. And so, so good. What I sense, wow. what I sense in this season and time is that obviously we are in obscurity, we are in a season where we are you no know, uh, one people, and this is a, I, I call it a season of obscurity, a season of of the private place, the, the secret place. And what we do during this time and what we have been doing during this eight or nine or whatever it may be will determine how effective we will be in the season to come. Now, I believe after every season of obscurity, uh, there is a season of revealing. You know, David was prepared in, in obscurity when they, nobody saw it and he, he developed strategies to overcome and to win and to be a, a, a victor. And the Bible says that when the 
the the public fight came. He was victorious because he he he, he, he was breathed and prepared to be a winner to overcome. And when we study the life of David. We see that he won many battles in life because he was prepared in the secret place when nobody saw him. And the victory the victory came because he he knew how to be victorious because of that a season of obscurity and and uh, um, the in, in the private place. So I feel that after every season. Of, of obscurity there is a season of revealing and i believe that we are uh, almost going into the season of revealing um, after we have been in the season of obscurity and what with our time in this eight nine weeks will determine how effective we will be in the, in the season that is ahead of us um what we did will determine how big our victories will be and i'm, I'm thankful for this time because it gave me uh, as a minister as a preacher of the gospel it, it was first to me because i want to go 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 but this time in lockdown gave me uh, um, the time to re reflect on ministry, to spend time in the Word of God, to spend time in prayer, to uh, spend time to rejuvenate myself um, in the um, Lord. And so I'm ready to go and I'm, I'm excited because I know great victories of it because while I was in obscurity, I prayed for the season to come. And so I sense that what we do as South Africans and people around the world in time of lockdown will determine how effective and how, how big victories will be in the season to come. I want to encourage you, do not neglect the seed of security. Do not neglect the private place because the victories in your private place will determine the victories in the public place. The fire. Give me opportunity. Keeping it in for a few weeks. So if you let me lose, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was muted to the people out there. Sorry, you heard me. Luckily, I said preacher, <laughs> brother, preacher. That's so good. Um, Amen. The story of David is so is so powerful, and it's something that I've I've read and read and read and been you know just so blown away by and and it's exactly mm. that is it's the preparation in the secret place sure mm. and i think mm. that is that is such a great message for everyone watching and listening to to really make the most of this time you know there's a lot of ways to make the most of this time but mm. uh, it's it's in spending time with with your heavenly father in spending time with the one that created mm. you where you will find the most benefit uh, i really yeah. believe that and i've seen it in my own life as well i when this whole thing started, I was freaked out. I was like, wow, what are we going to do? You know, I'm losing gigs. I'm losing money. And, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I looked at the, the physical and, yeah. and ex it's exactly what we shouldn't be doing as Christians. And mm. I've, I mean, I've preached this, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I feel like I'm trapped. And into, I think Aaron's besef, I can my vrouw self song besef, weet jy wat, ons moet net weer, Brak plek kom waar ons sê, die Heere is ons voorsiener en ons Amen. gee alle die dinge vir hom, ons loof hom, ons prijs hom. Yeah. En dis wat David gedoen het, dis wat Joshua yeah. gedoen het, dis wat al die ouwens waarna ons opkyk gedoen het en, en so een wonderlijke voorbeeld vir ons stel. So, mm. dis amazing. Just dankie vir daai broer, dis, dis powerful. En ek, ek denk dis so, weet een goeie boodskap vir die tyd. I, I think this mm. is a message for our time and for people to, to, take, it, to take heart of this and mm. And I think mm. there's there's such a thing in the world that has uh, come into the church world as well. You know, where we mm. measure success by um, ha, you know numbers and big plats mm. and all these kinds of things, and we easily mm. get drawn away by by those things. And but I, I, I don't know I, I about you, ask, but sorry, yeah. Uh? Sorry. So now yeah, go go on. Sorry. Yeah, I just want to say I don't know about you, but 
almost every preacher or spiritual leader that I've been impacted by, when you listen to their story, you hear those moments of mm. isolation and mm. being set apart and being mm. alone with God. And, and then, but if you miss that, you just look mm. at the platform and think, ooh, I want to be like that. Yeah, but, yeah. but are we willing to, to count the cost that it took mm. to get there? Yeah. I feel, uh, for me, I, I'm, I'm comfortable in my skin. Um, I'm comfortable on my own. Um, when, I, when I came to Jesus, I, I came to Jesus at a very young age. And so when I started following the Lord, I was pushed away by everybody I knew. I was pushed away by my friends. I was pushed away by family. So I went in a, into a few years of loneliness, if I can call it that. Um, sure. I was, uh, <laughs> I remember if I walked down, you know, in the aisle in Spar, and people see me, they just turn around to walk away. And so that was, in the beginning, it was so hard for me. And I couldn't understand why people is ignoring me, why people uh, doesn't want to spend time with me or uh, people doesn't like me anymore. Because I was, when I was, when I was touched by God, I was radically changed. And so I wanted to give the Lord everything. And so, but I sensed in that time that God was doing and shifting things in my heart, preparing me. And I didn't, at the time, I didn't understand it. I didn't know what God was doing, but I knew God was doing something. And I think, you know, there's a scripture that God tells, Jesus tells the disciples, what I'm doing now, you, will, you don't understand, but you will one day. And when I look back now at that time and that season, I am thankful because God matured me, God prepared me, and God raised me up um, for what I'm doing now. And even now in this lockdown, when this, you know, this separation from people came, um, I was like, oh man, I want to go, go, go preach the gospel. But then I, I remembered, hey, this is what I need. This is where... This is where I hear his voice more, more clearly than ever. This is, this is a place where I will develop strategies for the season to come. And this is the season where I can spend time and hear from the Lord. And my ministry after this season will even, even be more effective. And I found that um, I found to grow to love uh, seasons of obscurity. I, I've grown to love uh, seasons of loneliness because I know in that seasons where God is doing a tremendous work, not through me, but in me. And so we, we want God to work through us, but we not we don't always want God to work in us. And I believe that God ca cannot be cannot do the work He wants to do through you when He has had the opportunity to work in you. And so I appreciate times like this because I know God is doing a tremendous work in my life personally. Sure, that's awesome. And I think that's such a good attitude to have. And I, and I hope that if you're listening, that that's, if you have been feeling frustrated or challenged or, or lonely or um, depressed even, you know, to, to know that I always, I always tell people, <laughs> I like making this joke when, when I go to a coffee shop or when we used to, you know, we'd be able to go to a coffee shop or a restaurant. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we used to be able to do that. Um, and a lot of times I would go there on my own or I would go early before a meeting and just sit there and have a coffee and prepare or whatever. And then, mm. the, you know, you get that look from the waiter and they go, are you alone? <laughs> and then, and then I, like, I like to joke with them and say, I'm never alone. Yeah, I mean. And then I give it a pause and I say, Jesus is with me. Amen, amen. <laughs> and you get amen. different kinds of directions, very funny. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, to, to take a stand for Jesus has a cost and but you know we're talking about how his love unlocks our lives and mm. you know love we i think we in the because we've been so influenced by the world's uh, counterfeit idea of what love is it has in mm. a way you know polluted our thinking about mm. god's love because 
what you went through. You have you had an encounter with God's love. Mm. And there was sacrifice, but sacrifice in terms of flesh and world and what you know, the, the old self that mm. had to had to die. There's a sacrifice yeah. there. But even Definitely. in that, it's a it's a love process. It the catalyst mm. was God's love. Yeah. Um, so I just want to ask you if if you had to explain to to the best of your ability with your life experience, your your relationship with God until now, um, from what you've seen happen in people's lives, your own life, how do you define to someone who, who's never met God, uh, say, if you say God is love, and someone says, what do you mean? What, what does mm. that mean? What is God's love? How would you answer mm. that question? I think I think it's very important, um, and it is something I try to apply in my life and in my ministry is to speak out of my perspective and from my experience. I, I believe that when we speak from personal experience, we speak with much more authority, uh, we speak um, much more clarity, and so I, I answer that from my perspective. So Good. I ne- never had you know too much to do with the world in the sense of you know living a sinful life. Now the Bible says that everybody is born sinner, so I was a sinner in that sense. But I never you know was this uh, wild oak. I was always uh, you know um, in Afrikaans we call them a plechi. I I always did what is right. I had this you know this urge to do everything uh, that was right, and so. Um, but I got into a church and I was told that uh, that to love God um, is to pray uh, 14 times a day, is to fast seven week, seven week um, is to, to wear a tie, to not miss one church service. Otherwise, you don't love God going to hell. And so I was told that. And so I counterfeit idea of what the love of God was. I thought that I needed to work in the love of God or to you know, win his compassion or lo- win his affection. And so I worked so freaking hard, man. And that is what all is selling to people. To, you need to do certain things to fit in. You need to do things, to, you know, talk a certain way, look a certain way, sound a certain way um, to be accepted and loved. And so that I had that experience, but in the, in the, in the sense of the church, in the context of the church. And so to me, I always felt if I missed one church service, I was going to hell and God doesn't love me anymore because I skipped church. Um, if I didn't pray long enough, I'm going to hell. When I sweat, said something stupid or made a mistake, I felt like I need to fast for 20 Yo, days and big. repent because I'm going to hell. And that was what, what I was, that was the messages that was preached to me. Sure. That was spiritual leaders that told me that, that I will never measure up. I will, they told me that because of my sinfulness, because I don't pray enough, because I don't wear a tie enough, because I have a bangle around my hand, I'm going to hell and God will never use me. Yeah. And so I had this perspective, I need to perform, perform, perform to gain the love of God and not to just to gain it, but to keep it. And so I was reading one day, I was sitting in my room and I was so tired. I remember, I told my, my wife and I speak about it often. I remember um, when, when Sunday morning would approach and the sun rises, I will, give a, I will get a pain in my stomach because I stressed going to church because I'm going to hear something I did wrong because I'm not fitting in. I'm not you know, accomplishing the goals to be loved by God. Oh, and I was sitting, I was sitting in, in, in my room one day and I read John 3.16. And it said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And I, yeah. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, say to me that you were part of that world I loved. And that's why I gave my son. And I, I felt like even before I was born, God loved me. 
to the, to the extent that he was willing to sacrifice his only begotten son. And then I read in the book of Romans chapter, um, chapter 5, and it says that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. So while I was still in sin, a slave to sin, God loved me so much that he died for me. And that two verses just radically and set me, transformed me and set me free. And I had a revelation of the love of God. And they, that in, unlocked something new to me. And the revelation that God loved me um, unconditionally. I don't have to work to gain the love of God. I work because of the love of God. I, I don't have to do things, you know, Paul more do good works in his love. I do good works because he loved me. God loved and then he gave. I I receive the, the love of God. I know that I'm loved, and that compels me to do good work. Compels me to to to, uh, um, to do what is required of me. Not because I need to, you know, I need to uh, convince God to love me, to convince Him that I'm loved. He just loves me, and that is the me- message of the gospel. That's what people need to hear: that God loves you in sin. He loves you in your circumstances and because of the love of, love of God we are, have access to a transformed life we don't have to perform to gain his love he loves us he just loves us and that I always sang the song amazing grace how sweet the sound I once was lost but now I'm found Ama- you know the amazing grace I sang it but I had no revelation of that and suddenly when I grasped the true love of God I, and I came to the conclusion I said wow this truly is amazing grace that he loved me before I was born. That he loved me in my sin. That he loved me. Uh, he loved me in my circumstances. Uh, he loved. He just loved me. And then I realized this is amazing, man. And that is the love that I want people to experience because that love changes you. That love. That love transforms you, and it just sets you free. Hey, Amen. That's so good. That, that, that love unlocks you, man. It's good. I love the love of God. Yeah. <laughs> It does. Yeah. It, it it unlocks the the original calling on on our lives. You Amen. Know, when I when I read Ephesians one and Psalm one hundred and thirty nine together, and I realize that he he thought of me and you and everyone else out there before the foundations of the earth. Amen. And he was <laughs> he was a witness to us being knitted together in our mother's womb and Amen. He had a plan and a purpose. Oh, it just, it overwhelms me, you know, it's so oh, overwhelming. It's and it, Amen. You, you kind of, you kind of have done it already, but I, I want to tag on to, to what we've been saying and what you've been sharing. And I'm going to give you five minutes or, you know, however long you think you need. No, let's make it five minutes. Um, I'm going to give you five minutes to, to preach the gospel and to give people an opportunity to bring lives to Christ. Maybe if even if they are saved, they've realized, you know, there's still a level of performance or whatever. There's something mm. that needs to be brought to the altar. Mm. And uh, mm. so I'm going to I'm going to hand over to you to uh, to preach a gospel message. Here we go. Thank you, Heinz. I, I love preaching the gospel. I love the gospel message. I love everything about uh, Jesus. I love the word and I will tell you why. So if I can use a, a certain text to start off a gospel message, I will go to the book of Nehemiah. Now the Bible says, I'm just going to give you a, a bit of context and I'll get into the invitation. Now the book of Nehemiah says that 
uh, Nehemiah was in a foreign kingdom and he was a cupbearer to a certain king. And he inquired from a friend of his um, what the state of Jerusalem was. Now, Nehemiah was from Jerusalem in Israel. And he heard that the walls of uh, um, uh, um, Jerusalem was broken. It was torn down. And, uh, and the Bible says that he was so moved and he was so heartbroken because of the, the situation in, 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 the, in the city of Jerusalem that he started to fast and he prayed all night. The Bible says that he cried. And while working, while being the cupbearer to this ki- king of the certain kingdom, the king noticed that Nehemiah was not in good shape. He was not in his old self. And so the king told him that you are not sick. I see that you have a trouble in your heart. And Nehemiah replied and he said, oh, great king, how can I not be saddened by the situation in Jerusalem? How can I not be sad while the, the walls of, of Jerusalem is torn and broken down? Now, we should understand that, that the walls of Jerusalem represents the, the strength and the, the authority of Jerusalem. And so Jerusalem was um, just in a bad situation. And then the king asked um, Nehemiah, what do you want from me? And he said, oh, king, send me to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And then the king said, you can go. But then Nehemiah took, uh, took this opportunity with the king to a next level. And he said, oh, great king, I want to ask you to make all the resources from your kingdom available to me to take it to Jerusalem to rebuild the wall. And the king said, I grant you whatever you need, go and restore the wall of Jerusalem. And the Bible says that Nehemiah went to Jerusalem and he immediately started to rebuild the walls of, of Jerusalem and he restored Jerusalem to its strength. Now, when I look at the story, I'm going to go quick through it now. When I look at the story, I see the gospel illustrated so clearly. The Bible says that Jesus is the son of God. And the sin came into the world because of the first Adam. And the Bible says because of sin, every one of us are born a sinner. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23, says that uh, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And because of sin, the Bible says that uh, the wages of sin is death. And our lives were broken down. Our lives were torn down because of sin. But the Bible says that Jesus looked upon us and he was moved and he was grieved by the, the situation the human the humankind found himself in. And the Bible says that God was moved and then God sent his son. And the Bible says that Jesus, uh, the son of God, were, were made flesh and he lived among us and he lived a sinless life. And at the age 33, he went to a cross and he died. And when he died on that, he took the sin of the world upon his life. And he gave us the righteousness of Christ Jesus, the righteousness of a sinless life that he lived. And then he, he brought us free from sin with his blood. But listen to this. When Jesus came, he brought every resource, everything heaven had to offer. He brought it just like Nehemiah. He brought it to us to restore us, to rebuild us in the, in the perfect form that we were, we, we were created in. And so I want to speak to you for a moment. And I want to tell you that if, you, if your life is wrecked by sin, if your life, the walls of life came falling down, if, your, if, the, if the, the walls of life are broken down, I need to tell you today that there, there is a man that is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. And he came and he paid the price on the cross of Calvary for you so that you can be saved and restored and to be rebuilt. And if you call upon the name of Jesus Christ right now, he will come and he will restore you in Jesus' name. He paid the price 
you will, will never be able to pay so that you can be restored in Jesus' name. And that is the gospel, that Christ died for us while we were in. He, he paid the, the complete price. He, he satisfied the vengeance and the anger of God on the cross for us to be free in Jesus' name. And I want to tell you today, if you call upon this name Jesus, he will set you free and he will do for you what he did for me. And so the Bible says in the book of Acts, that whosoever called upon this name, the name Jesus, will be saved. The Bible says that there is no name under heaven or on the earth whereby we must be saved but the name Jesus. Now Jesus came and he paid a price. Jesus came and he gave his life. And I want to, I want to encourage you, friend, today call upon this name and be rebuilt and restored in the in the in the the the, 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 the perfect uh, position and the perfect place that God has for you in Jesus' name. If you call upon this name, you will be saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Um, yeah, Andre, will, will you, will you uh, do an invitation as well? And uh, yeah. for those who, who are stirred and, and just lead them in a prayer, I would, I would love that. Please. Amen. I want to I wanna tell you that, that Jesus didn't only come just to save you from sin, but he, ca he came to give you life in abundance. And so if you are... If you are a sinner and you have never given your life to Jesus, I want you there where you are just to be quiet for a moment. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer and you can accept Jesus in your life. But I want to speak to people that have made commitments to Christ um, somewhere in their lives. And you feel that you walked away and your life it just came down. Your, the walls of your life are broken down. You feel destroyed and torn out and worn down. I want to tell you that Jesus came for you too. And he's able to rebuild you and restore you too. So I want to encourage you, uh, wherever you are in your life, if you are being saved for the first time, or if you are someone that is just broken down by by life, by by the struggles of life. I want, to, I want to encourage you with this word today that you are able to be restored and rebuilt by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to ask you, if you are making a first-time commitment to Christ, pray with me. But if you are asking the Lord to rebuild, to restore you and to heal you, pray with me as well. Just where you are, say it with me. Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner. I confess, confess that I need you. I acknowledge that you are the Son of God. You died on the cross and three days later you rose from the grave. Rebuild me, restore me, save me in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer, I want you, to, I want to ask you to reach out to me or Heinz and uh, we will make a resources available to you uh, and uh, w walk this journey with you. Uh, we will, I want to also encourage you to get planted into a local church. The Bible says that whoever is planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. It is, it is not a church that saves you, but it is also to be in a community of, of believers that encourages you and to, that builds your faith. And so we need each other to grow. So I encourage you, get planted in the church and uh, get baptized and walk uh, with Jesus faithfully until he comes to get us. Amen. That is so good. Thank you so much for that beautiful message. And if, if you Thank just you. pray that prayer with us, um, please uh, pop a prayer emoji or your name or just an amen in the comments. And then we can, we can maybe follow up with you that way. But I, I want you to just check out Yondra's uh website as well johandrepotgieter.com let me make nice and big here you can see <laughs> <laughs> that's see, very, I that's see very big 
com slash donations. <laughs> yeah, that's say You can just I, you can just I go went, to hundred.com. <laughs> <laughs> I went to I went to website to check out. No, this is this is me bragging on you. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I just yeah, I, I just want to thank you, you Andre, for your time and for your your passion for Jesus. And uh, and I want to ask people out there listening and watching to uh, to please support Andre's ministry. He's got an amazing ministry. Uh, as soon as this lockdown is over and he can go and travel and reach more people, he's going to do it. Uh, they want to host massive events, do big outreaches, and reach thousands of people. And uh, they need they need help to do that. So you can go to that website, check out that link, and uh, and you can go and help him. It's also in the description in the post today. You can just click right there yeah. and uh, and please pray for him and his family. They've, they've got a, uh, their first baby. They're a young family. And uh, you need a lot of wisdom as a husband, Amen. as a father, Amen. and uh, as a minister. So yeah, may God Amen. just bless you and your family. And uh, let, us, um, let us pray for you, Andre, and his family right now. Wherever you are, just Amen. reach out Amen. your hand and, and let's pray for this amazing Amen. man. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your Andre and his wife, Samantha, and their beautiful child. Yes. Thank you that they are a family unto you and have thank a you. ministry called for a time such as this. Lord, we pray your blessing and your protection Amen. over them. I thank you, Lord, that Amen. all the angels that you've over them, we can, we can ask that you will give them command to surround and protect and lead. And we can ask for your, the blood of Jesus to cover them always, wherever they go. Amen. We can ask Amen. for thank the you, Jesus. armor of God to cover them from yes. head to toe so that wherever they go, Lord, they are just highly favored. They are open doors. They, they, they're just traveling with you, Lord. And even now Amen. still in lockdown, that you will be with them, that, that even though they can't physically move, that you will move on their Thank behalf you, and build their ministry and build their, their, their name and build their favor, Lord. It's, it's all for your glory. It's Amen. all for your fame. You, and we honor you and we worship you mm. for, for his life and for his family's life. Thank you, Amen. Lord. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, thank you so much, Johandre. Bye, dank dat jij samen met gekeerd het vandaag. Jij uh, was mm. officieel mijn mijn eerste gast op Vox. So bye, dankie. And uh, I just want to thank everyone who tuned in. And uh, even if you're watching the recording of this, thank you so much. Mm. I uh, I hope that it blessed you. And if you uh, if you found that this was encouraging and uplifting and uh, and gave some hope, please share it with other people as well. We are gonna try to do this every day. Every week's day, every weekday from now on, tomorrow, same time, one o'clock, I'm going to speak to a, a mutual friend of ours, Mr. Picard Hen, who's all the way from Uppington. He's also an evangelist. He's got an amazing healing ministry. Uh, very, very passionate guy. And uh, just I'm going to get him on the line as well. And then Friday, mm -hmm. I'm speaking to uh, an amazing man of God, Pastor Ade Omobagiwa. He's, uh, he's from Nigeria originally, as you can hear from the name. But we've become very good <laughs> friends and he's had a massive impact on my life and, and many others. And I would love for you to hear from him as well. So mm -hmm. please join us again and share this with other people. We would really appreciate it. May God bless you and may you go from strength to strength. And remember, God's love can unlock your life to its full Amen. potential. As you've heard today from Johandre and from myself, and so lean into your relationship with him. Stay close to him. He loves you so much. And he's with you right there. Right Amen. Now. Amen. God bless you. I, so I just, thank I, you I so much. A, yes. I just want to take a moment. And I want to thank you um, for this amazing initiative. 
Um, and if there's something that stands out to me about your character and who you are is that you are a man of true humility. And I want to honor you for that. I, I told Sammy, my wife, yesterday, I've met many great men of faith and uh, many prominent figures in, in around the world, but there's something that I've, there's something about you and I call it humility that I've never seen at, at any man of God. I think, sure. uh, your humility is beautiful, and uh, I want to thank you for that. I mean, you are a phenomenal uh, singer. You are a phenomenal um, orator of the Word of God uh, with a great platform. And among all your success, your humility is beautiful to see. And I believe that because of humility, the humility you carry, God is going to take you to levels you haven't even dreamed or, or imagined. I'm sorry for, for your humility. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, you're in the mail for those kind words. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, thank you. Was, that was unexpected, but I'm grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Um, thank you so much, Yohandra. I'm going to greet you and, uh, Amen. and say have a great day and may you and your family be blessed. I'm so glad thank you, you joined us today. Everybody say hi, Yohandra. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> awesome. What a, what a great time in God's presence today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being part of this. And uh, I hope that you will have a great day and with this encouragement and great message. Please remember to, to, to like him on Facebook and on Instagram and go to his website and be part of his amazing ministry. If you, if you want to, you can also be part of our ministry called Love Key. Um, we have a, a website as well, lovekeymission.com that you can check out. And, uh, and th there's also a way for you to partner with, with our ministry so that we can also reach more people with the message of God's love. Thank you so much. Once again, have a wonderful day and God bless you. Bye-bye.